The Gut Pharmacist Podcast with Riley Ramosco, traditional naturopath and holistic nutritionist. Welcome to the Gut Pharmacist Podcast. We have Brittany Martinelli, a gut specialist and functional nutritionist, and we'll be talking about a very fun topic, a topic that Brittany is really specialized in, and that is the gut and and immune system and all things in between, like the gut lining, microbiome, and more. So thank you so much for being on, Brittany. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to dive into all the things today. Me too. One of my favorite topics. And I think it's really important today with what's going on. So give us a quick background, your credentials, your journey, and why you chose the gut specialty. Yeah. So I originally studied dental hygiene, um, later branched into nutrition at East Tennessee State University, just because I actually had to go on a little self-healing journey after getting sick across the country. um, I got a bad parasite, bacterial infection that I was on antibiotics for, for a while, and kind of just noticed that my gut health and my digestive system and everything was falling apart. So I really just kind of wanted to use food and functional tools more so to cure and get rid of that. So that was my journey. And that kind of just led me into creating Nourishing Nelly, which I've been doing since 2016, and continuously learning more and more about the unique Um, effects that the gut and the immune system has on almost nearly everything that we go through each day. Literally everything I know. And and we're in such an important field. And I got into the field because of my own personal journey too, like a lot of practitioners. So it's good to hear that your uh, issues led you to this point here. So my first question for you is because we're talking about the gut and the immune system. The gut lining is a really important part of it, a small part of it, but certainly important. So kind of explain the composition of the gut lining, like the mucosa layers. What is the gut lining doing? So we first have the mucosa, which is your stomach's most inner lining. Um, there you have the microvilli, you have the bacteria, you have some of the immune cells. Then you come to the submucosa, which we have there more of the lymphatic system. We have some blood vessels, you have your connective tissue, you have some nerve cells there. Um, and then inside of there, you have what is called your microbiome, which contains all these strands of bacteria that each have a role and, um, job, I guess you could say, to doing different things. Um, Then these little microvilli that I like to say look like fingers, um, those are actually doing a lot of work. They're continuously moving and they're kind of like the muscle, I like to say, of the stomach and the intestines. Okay. And then how exactly are the gut and immune system connected? I mean, how does the immune system live in our gut? So those cells that line the mucosa, which is that innermost lining, are comprised of some of the immune system cells. Um, So really, it's just a matter of those cells residing inside of your gut. And that's why it's so important that we keep an anti-inflammatory state all throughout the the gut, because that's really what is going to be determining your immune function. 
Okay, great. Interesting. And so there are specific strains that are really great for immune health. So if you want to highlight those, what are some of those important bacterial strains that help us keep a healthy gut and immune system? Right. So everyone is, you know, we're told we're supposed to take a probiotic. We want to eat prebiotics. Um, there's so many different strands out there. It kind of can become confusing as to like, which ones are best for me, which ones are doing what. Um, and I think it all comes down to unique, your unique um, body and your environment, what you're exposed to uh, determining what, what you need. But I will say that there is no better probiotic or prebiotic than just food itself. There is no, uh, nothing that can match the amount of prebiotics and probiotics and things like kimchi, sauerkraut, kefir, yogurt, um, and then getting those prebiotics, which are food for the probiotics from things that are rich in fiber, like fennel and cabbage, asparagus, uh, chia seeds, and those kinds of things. Um, but going into the unique bacteria, two that you really want to pay attention to nearly in almost everybody is Bifidobacterium and Acromantia. Those two are one of the, um, two of the most influential inside of the immune system. Yes. I talk about those all the time. Those are some of my favorite strains. I think they need to be talked about more, but certainly yes. they're getting more attention. So you basically prefer to populate those with food. Food is your medicine. Right. I feel like food, giving those bacteria food so that they can do their job for you. And you can kind of rest assured that the rest of your wellness goals are being taken care of because the amount of duties that those guys get done. Right. And you talked about the layers of the gut lining. So when that becomes impaired, we get something known as leaky gut or intestinal permeability. So kind of talk about that. What is leaky gut and what actually right. happens? Okay. So leaky gut, everyone, you know, everyone's wondering, um, do I have, you know, do I have bloat, like bloat? Do I have digestive issues? Do I have celiac disease? Am I allergic to gluten? Like what's going on? Um, and it all comes down to, I think, how strong is that gut lining? So if you want to think of your gut lining as um, a bunch of cells layered together, you can kind of think of it as like Legos. Um, those Legos, if they're tight, those junctions are tight and food cannot escape from your intestines and your colon and get into your bloodstream. That's the way it's supposed to be. But whenever those junctions get loose from inflammatory foods or high sugar or just high stress in general, if you ever notice that you are having a very stressful time of your life and your digestive system is off, that's not just, um, you know, that's not, that's not just like by chance, that's actually due to the junctions inside of your gut getting a little bit loose. And that is in and of itself, what leaky gut is food um, or just particles in general leak into the wrong place. And um, that's why we do want to keep that lining so tight so that we don't start to come up with food sensitivities or allergies. Right. And the bacteria that you mentioned also have a lot to do with keeping that lining strong. Yeah. So let's talk about how to keep that lining strong. Um, 
like I said, those Legos, if you can think of it as, you want to keep those super tight. And there are a few, you know, go-to things that you can do. Like you said, keeping those two bacteria strands fed and happy is going to do wonders. So things that feed bifidobacteria and acromantia are polyphenols, um, things like really super dark red berries, um, dark, dark chocolate or cacao powder, those things. Um, they actually also feed off of fibers. So things like apple peels or resistance starches that you can find in peels of potatoes or even some of your starchier carbohydrates that you let cool down, you then create this resistance starch that feeds those bacterias. And then those bacterias have energy to their go and strengthen the immune system and do all the jobs that they need to do. Um, one of those being strengthening the immune, um, immune lining. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned the cooked and cooled potatoes hack. A lot of people don't right. know about that. That's a really cool one because it, a lot of people. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are still afraid of potatoes, but they're exactly. a very great form of potassium. And then of course the resistant starch with which exactly. the bacteria love. So, um, yeah, there... let's toss out a few other food examples that you guys can use. Um, as a resistance starch, as a food for these bacteria. Another one is cooked and cooled rice. Another thing people are like, oh, I can't eat a lot of that, but actually going to be doing your body good if you do. Another one is beans. So think like black beans, chickpeas, even green beans are all great sources of that um, fiber that it's going to feed those bacteria and just do wonders for your immune system. Yes. So food is the major part of your protocols and what you do. I would say so, yes. Do you ever use supplements? And if any, which ones do you like for strengthening the gut lining? Yeah, so I think there's a time and a place for supplements. Um, I, I would say a few of my go-to gut supplements, depending on what symptom you're having. Um, one would be, I think, digestive enzymes. This isn't really for strengthening the gut lining, but that is for um, helping better break down and assimilate your food. So if you do not have a good um, ratio of good to bad bacteria inside of your tummy, then you might need a little extra help. So I like to say enzymes are kind of like the hammer and the nails to food, um, extra teeth inside of your tummy. And it just really helps break down those particles so that there's less digestive distress going on down there. Um, another thing that is really soothing to the gut lining is something called, um, oh, and I can't butyrate. Sorry. I couldn't think of it in my head. I'm thinking butter, but comes from butter butyrate. Yes. So butyrate, butyrate is literally a fuel source for our gut lining to strengthen and butyrate can be produced by the bacteria whenever they eat fiber. So that's um, not a supplement, but that's kind of like a, uh, a little weasel around not using food. So eating fiber to create that butyrate or cooking in grass-fed butter or ghee will also give you that uh, butyrate production. 
Yes, I'm glad you mentioned that. I actually recommend the tributyrin supplement quite frequently, just in case someone maybe can't tolerate fibers at this point. Maybe they have a microbial oh, yeah, issue. That, that is a great one. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorites and butter, my body craves that all the time. So I'm sure it has mm -hmm. something to do with my gut and brain right there. For so I'm sure. glad you mentioned I butter. Like, yeah. And I like how you said your body's craving. I'm um, here at Nurse Nelly. I'm uh, top trend is to listen to your body. I always, uh, in our, in my sessions with my clients, I'm always asking if your body could talk right now, what would it tell you? And it's a great tool because at any given moment, you know, we have different cravings. Um, and going back to those two bacteria strands, you know, some, sometimes you have uncontrolled hunger, or you can have cravings that are just, you know, undescribed and, it's not, more than more than not, it comes down to you might actually not be hungry, but you maybe didn't feed the bacteria, and they're hungry, so they're asking for food. So um, I don't I don't know if anyone can relate, but it's like, man, no matter how much I eat right now, I'm not getting satisfied, and that could be a sign of not feeding your bacteria properly. So that's where it's important to kind of make sure whenever you're building your meals, you do have a lot of gut food in there. 30-second interruption. If you are tired of dealing with all these unnecessary symptoms and you'd like to get to the root causes of your problems, just apply to work with me. I help people like you every single day find answers with functional labs, root cause approaches, and holistic health. I work one-on-one -on -one with USA and Canada and offer an affordable independent program worldwide. If you need help, just click on the apply to work with me link in the show notes. Now back to the podcast coming from fibers and um, even those healthy fats and polyphenols um, and those kinds of things. Yes. Okay. Polyphenols. That's a, a good buzzword we can talk about. I do recommend concentrated powders sometimes, but what are some of your favorite actual whole food polyphenols? So I'm going to go with dark berries. Um, those are just, I, I don't think there's anything you know, that can compare to that. I do like the powders as well. Um, I use a few of those because I, I love to make smoothies. Um, but I just think dark berries, blackberries, blueberries, um, actually one of my all time favorites, it doesn't taste too sweet, but cranberries. So um, I'll, I'll often pair with like banana or something, but cranberries are a wonderful source of polyphenols. Yes. And for anyone who doesn't know, polyphenols is just a term of phytochemicals and they're usually found in your reds, some of your blues yeah. and purples, but usually reds. So those are right. really great for like bifidobacterium, acromantia, those strains really like polyphenols 100%. for whatever reason. They have a preference just like us, I guess. Um, yeah. So Brittany, what are some common symptoms of an impaired gut immune system, or let's talk about an impaired gut line. Yeah. What are some common so, symptoms? It, and so first, you know, people are wondering, like, how can I diagnose myself? What, what, how is my gut health? You know, if you ask, rate your gut health. Well, whenever you eat, you should be comfortable after you should be able to, you know, digest and soon go to the bathroom. Um, some symptoms that you have bad gut health could be um, eating and just feeling like the food is sitting inside of your stomach, not necessarily being, um, 
digested or used for energy. So low energy um, after eating. Um, also bloatedness or um, if you start to notice that you have sensitivities or allergies to certain foods, um, that could mean that some of those particles are escaping. You might have a leak uh, or sorry, uh, a weak gut lining and it's leaking through like you talked about with sticky gut. Um, so that's a sign you might, and I don't, you know, it goes back and forth about food allergies and intolerances and in, in, in my head, um, you know, people, whereas people do have true allergies, I do think that a lot of, you know, these diagnosed allergies are just symptoms of a poor gut lining um, and they're just really, really, they're just sensitivities. Right. Um, so, yeah. And sometimes they say, maybe it's not even the food. It's what's on the food. Glyphosate, exactly. for example, Glyphosate, the wrapped up, exactly. that, that yes. I could talk about for a while too, but exactly. yeah, there's a lot more to food sensitivities than we think. So I'm glad you highlighted that. And exactly. with gut issues, we have the localized gut symptoms, like you mentioned, the bloating gas, and then the systemic like fatigue, brain fog, mm -hmm. et cetera. Yeah. So, so which, it, and you know, boiling it all down, the overall goal is we want to remain in a state of anti-inflammatory. Um, you know, we don't want these cells, our immune system, unless we are fighting an infection, we want to be, you know, we want to be anti-inflammatory and just, you know, the strong gut lining, feeding this bacteria, um, lowering stress, all these things are going to keep you in a state of anti-inflammatory. And once you're in that state, then your body is able to, um, you know, perform, you're going to have higher energy, your weight's going to balance out, you're not going to have to, you know, do all the calorie counting or all those kinds of things, you focus on your gut health, and it does the work for you. Yes, I had a client earlier this year who was concerned about her weight, she did personal training diets, mm -hmm. she came to me and I asked her, are you willing to do something different this time, like actually working on your gut health, and she was open yeah. to it. And turns out just by working on her gut, not even doing much exercise, just very gentle, she ended up losing like 20 pounds with that's no incredible. And that's yeah, incredible. that's just one example of how important the gut is for metabolism, but pretty much everything yes. if we boil it down. Right. So. Got talking about clients, I have worked with the most wonderful woman who had diverticulitis and was just in terrible pain with flare ups. And going back to what we were talking about with the strong gut lining, all we did was go in, we increased the butyrate and strengthened that gut lining. Then we started to implement the healthy bacteria and she's very busy. She works a lot, doesn't have tons of time to do lots of exercise. And she's lost over 20 pounds just from focusing solely on the gut. So it is it is very influential in your weight and in your cravings and your energy and how you're feeling overall. Yes, absolutely. So what are some of your just basic recommendations, if you could just be very basic with us on how to reduce inflammation in the body and improve gut health? I would say first and foremost, um, you know, managing stress. Food is Food obviously is great, but you got to manage stress because um, I like to say 
it's not necessarily only what you're eating, but how and when, um, you know, if your body is in a state of stress and panic, or, um, you feel you're under pressure or you're following a strict diet or what you're eating is not, you know, enjoyable to you, you know, that comes down to the how, and it's not, it's, it's a negative experience. So that's how your body's going to view that food. And that's how your body's going to, um, you know, utilize it. It's not going to be positive. So I think if you're in a state of rest and digest and acceptance and in that good positive mindset, your body's going to do something totally different with that food that you eat when you're in that de-stressed mode and state. So I think state change, um, whatever that may be for you as a unique individual to find that peace and find that, um, you know, just contentness, um, is super important first, uh, to do. And that's not only for gut health, but just for everything in general. Um, and then next I would say, um, I think we've gotten so off track with what we're eating, um, and focusing on numbers. And I think that's, I don't like that. I think, look at what you're eating, like physically think I'm going to eat this. Will this nourish me? Is this um, enough to fill me up? Am I still hungry? You know, like you processed foods come with numbers on the back and long list of ingredients. And, you know, people are entering these into their little apps and all those things. And that's what they're going off of instead of just taking like five seconds to tune into their body and think, how did that, you know, how did that taste? Did I get full? How did I, you know, how did I, do I feel right now? And I energized and then making a decision on, okay, I think that food's okay for me, or I think it's not. Uh, so self-awareness, I guess, is what I'm saying there. Be more aware of how you feel when you're eating and after um, just paying attention, I guess, again, yeah. the how of eating. I love that. And you did say, uh, that we eat in a stressed mode oftentimes. And it's very true mm-hmm. that most people eat in a fight or flight mode. So I usually suggest parasympathetic activation, getting into that rest and digest, like working on oh, the vagus yeah. nerve, even 100%. just doing a few deep belly breaths. Are those some things yeah. that you incorporate? Yeah. I mean, we're all busy. We're, we're all busy and we're all hungry eventually. So um, whether you have stuff prepared or not, you know, you might run into the kitchen in a rush to eat and you're, you're not even switching modes into that calm rest and digest state. We're in fight or flight still. And like I said, um, it's just, it's, your body's not going to respond well that in when you're in that mode. So like you said, breath work is great. I actually have my own little ritual routine. I like to have like a candle on or just kind of like make sure the house is quiet. Um, whenever I'm cooking, um, not being on my phone and just bringing presence to what I'm doing. Um, you know, noticing, Hey, you're eating right now, sit down, you know, look at your food, understand what you're eating and pay attention. Um, like you said, breath work, that's really, that's great. If you're like in a really, you know, if you're in a really big state of uh, rush or something like that. Um, my next l- little tip on that is if you are, you know, if you are sad or scared or something bad just happened, 
give yourself 10 or 15 minutes before you sit down and eat because um, emotional eating is real and your body needs time to kind of jump out of that state and get into a state of um, nourishing and eating. So I think just breaking up, breaking up what you're doing before mealtime is really important. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Is there a little tidbit you wanted to leave us with in regards to the gut and immune system? Cause that was the focus today. Any mm-hmm. little piece of information you could leave with us? I would say if, if there's one thing that you guys can all do this year, um, to start increasing your immune function and Um, having better digestion and gut health, honoring your cravings and all all those kinds of things is focus on feeding these bacteria. Um, I can't stress how important it is, how many jobs these guys have and how much better you're going to feel, um, how much better you're going to be able to fight off viruses if you do have a good ratio of good to bad bacteria inside of your gut. And like we, like we said, it all comes down to how you're feeding it, how you're living and, um, you know, tuning into your body. So I would say that that's my go-to for the year for you guys to all focus on. Yes. Thank you for that. Very important highlight. Um, so Brittany, do you have any announcements or projects you're working on? And then let us know how we can connect with you and work with you. Yeah, for sure. So I actually am just um, finishing up a project. It's a two day pattern that you can implement. Um, Again, going in, it's aiming to increase those healthy bacteria and also cure cravings and kind of get your weight managed via all gut health things, not anything um, based on macros or anything like that. So it's a two day pattern. You can simply plug it in day one, day two, day one, day two. And um, I I think it's a good kickstart to get anyone who wants to better better their digestion and their gut health um, going. Good. And it Um, it sounds like you're more into intuitive functional nutrition. Am I right? Yes. Love yeah, it. for sure. My, my reasoning is I, I feel everybody is different. Everybody experiences different things and everybody comes from a different um, starting point. So it, it's um, important for us to get together and kind of link up on where are you at right now and where do we need to bring you to and then what steps um, follow in between there. So very intuitive for sure. I really respect that. I'm kind of the same way. I do love using functional labs, but I also use a lot of intuition with my work and with my clients because a lot of them are trying to recover from the crash dieting, counting calories, uh, you know, all the things. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone has a different starting point, but um, you guys can find my two day pattern or just a connection meeting with me on my Instagram handle or on my website. Um, and that is all linked in my bio and you can find it at nourishingnelly.com. Perfect. Well, thank you, Brittany, for all this amazing information. It's very valuable and we appreciate you. Of course. I'm looking forward to chatting to you again. (laughs) All right. Take care, Brittany. Hey there. Thanks for listening. You can find me on Instagram at gutexpertriley 
on Facebook at The Gut Pharmacist, same spelling as this podcast, on YouTube at The Gut Pharmacist, and my website is holisticreilly.podia.com, where you can find information on working with me, my background, and more helpful information to feel empowered in your journey.